now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, everyone. I am clearly a guest host this morning. <laughs> this is Andrea Vall, and I am guest hosting uh, Deb Creer's program this morning on Mile High Radio, and I'm super excited to be with you this morning. Uh, Deb uh, had to step out, and I uh, was happy to take over and hijack her show. So <laughs> we're going to be talking this morning about face- building your email list with Facebook ads. And uh, if you don't uh, don't know me, I am the co-author of Facebook Marketing All-in-One for Dummies, ish, uh, editions one, two, and three. My goodness, we've been through a lot of rewrites on that. But you know how Facebook changes and we just have to keep uh, updating it and everything like that. So uh, we're going to talk today about building your list with Facebook ads. And I really truly feel that Facebook advertising is one of the best places to spend your marketing dollars on the web today. It is extremely affordable, highly targeted, and you can even see a lot of details into what's working and what's not if you know how to do the right testing. So we are going to dive deep into it today. And let's first talk about how Facebook works best with advertising. Um, I know that a lot of people are frustrated with Facebook's reach lately because it's been going down. You know, um, it's it's a it's a tough thing for Facebook marketers, and um, so Facebook Facebook reaches is tough. But what is working right now is Facebook advertising. And I know that people say, well, why should I pay for ads when I used to get this reach for free? Well, Facebook is a business. They have to make money too. And, uh, so that's, that's the, that's the situation we're left with right now. But what I love about Facebook advertising is that you can be very, very effective with little or no uh, little to very little spend. You can't spend nothing. <laughs> you can still be effective with your reach on your page, but you do have to spend some money. Facebook is becoming a pay-to-play space right now. So let's talk about um, what, like I said, what is working. It, I believe that what is really working with Facebook advertising is driving people to an opt-in and getting giving away something valuable for free and advertising it with Facebook ads. And what you're going to need to have in place, you're going to need to have a few things in place before you get started. You're going to need to have some type of opt-in in place. You're going to need to have a place where people can go and and it's very clear on your website what they need to do next. And this can be a tough situation for some people. They don't know how to set up like a, a what is sometimes called a squeeze page. It's sometimes called um, uh, uh, just even a sales page, but it's really for opt-ins. And the idea with this type of page is that there's no distractions. It's not like something that's on your sidebar and there's all kinds of information about uh, what what else you can do there. Maybe it's your blog posts. Maybe um, there's other things that are distracting people with different links they can click on. Your opt-in page or your squeeze page is only about the offer that you are promoting. And it's, it's, explains your offer very clearly. People are going to get with that. And so you need to have something like that in place. And you can, if you, if you're not familiar with how to set something like this up, there's a couple of tools that you can use 
to help you. You can use something like um, Optimize Press. That's a WordPress plugin. If your uh, if your uh, website is WordPress based, and that, that can be a good tool to to use to plug in and create something that's very not very uh, non distracting, if you want to say. Um, and you could also use something like Lead Pages. And Lead Pages is a site um, that you can actually use on its own, or you can like kind of have it kind of residing on your site in a way. So it's got your website as part of the part of the place where people connect to. So there's a couple of options for you if you don't know how to set up a squeeze page or a page where that's very uh, clear on what people need to do. Then the next thing, of course, that you need is some type of offer, some type of freebie that you're giving away, something really good that you uh, is valuable to your readers and relates to what you are promoting in general what what is your business about so it could be something like a coupon or it could be something like a um a ebook or a white paper or top 10 tips about your business that people find valuable now what you want to make sure is that it is very valuable you want to make sure it's something that you're that people would possibly even pay for if we look at some of the uh, uh, opt-in things that are out there available, you'll look around, start noticing what people are giving away. Social Media Examiner, for example, gives away a huge white paper on all the research they collected about what's ha- the trends in social media, what's going on, what's happening for the future. And it's a really extremely valuable piece of content that takes them hours and hours of work and you might feel like, well, why should I give that away? Why, why shouldn't I just sell that? Because that's super valuable. Um, and the reason is you want to build your list with, with, uh, high quality people. And when people see something that is really valuable, they want it. So they want to, they're, you're going to be more likely to be building your list faster if you have something that is really valuable for people that people would actually pay for. So I know it's a lot of work and I know that it might feel counterintuitive to give something like that away, but what's going to happen is that as you your list grows and grows, the next time you have something to offer, you're going to sell that much more of it. So it, it it is going to pay off in the long run, this work up front, this investment of your time and energy up front to create something really valuable. And again, you know, you, um, you, you know, you might want to consider a whole bunch of different types of things that you could create. Start listing some of these things. They could be something like an audio recording or a webinar or, you know, a pre-recorded webinar. And actually, live webinars are a great way to build a list as well. And you can have people opt in to your live webinar, promote that with Facebook ads, and build your list around that. And maybe at the end of your live webinar, you have something to sell that is uh, one of your products or services. So definitely that becomes valuable in itself because you're growing your list to listen into your marketing message at the end of your content. And again, with these webinars, they're not supposed to be a one hour sales pitch for your product or service. It, you should be giving away something valuable, some valuable information during the webinar so that you are are not pissing people off. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's definitely something you don't want to do as you, as you build your list. Uh, because then you'll get people unsubscribing right away and all your work is for nothing. So now that you have those two elements in place, you have a, um, you have an opt-in page and you have a good freebie to give away. It's time to start thinking about how to promote this with Facebook ads. 
And some of the questions that people traditionally ask when they're looking at promoting something that they're doing or a product or, or, or their opt-in is, how long should I advertise for it? What kind of budget should I have? Um, and how do I set up these ads? So we're going to get into all of these questions during this, during this hour. So it's going to be super, super valuable. So we hope, I hope you stick with us here as we go through this. Um, let's start out with, let's, let's talk about a couple of different scenarios. Let's talk about if you are using, uh, a webinar to build your list or some sort of live freebie event that you are having people opt into. Maybe it's a, a telesummit. Maybe it's a, just even a telephone call, um, that you're, where you're offering valuable information. How far in advance do you start promoting that? Well, typically, you know, it could be, it, I would say three weeks is not too far in advance. Um, if it, you know, it could be even a month in advance. I think beyond that, people aren't thinking about their calendar, uh, that far out in advance for, for a live event. But you can start three weeks to, to a month out. Sometimes people are, are, um, starting maybe a couple weeks in advance. But, you know, the longer you have in advance, the more kinds of things you can do, like split testing and really honing in on the perfect way the ad is set up, the perfect audience you're advertising to. So, you know, it is best to try and start three weeks to four weeks out so that you can spend that first week doing some really great testing and see which audience responds best to your ad. And we'll talk about how to do that split testing in a little bit. Um, so now we have our schedule for a live event. Um, and now we're going to say, how, how much should I spend? That is a huge open-ended question because it really depends on your budget. And I have a, I have a really good blog post on my site talking about how to, um, how to set your Facebook ads budget. And I will, during the break, I will find out exactly what's that called, what that is called, and I'll let you know, because I can't remember off the top of my head the exact title of that blog post. Um, but it is at andreaval.com, and, uh, I have a little search feature on there, a lot of, lot of great, um, posts about Facebook ads, lots of good information there. So, uh, so, in general, it really depends on your overall marketing budget that you have for all of your advertising for the year. And usually people say you want to spend somewhere somewhere around 5% of your uh of your gross income at least on ads. So um it could be if you're if you're spending uh if you're launching something, you might be spending more. So if your gross income is like say $100,000 you might be spending $10,000 just on ads. And that's, so that's, you know, roughly $800 a month, if I can do my math correctly. I don't know. I can't do math in my head. It's Monday morning. Um, so, you know, think about that and, and, um, kind of digest that a little bit and see if that matches with what you're already spending on your ads. Um, and, and, uh, and, and kind of adjust that accordingly. And that's, you know, obviously for the year. And, um, so you might want to be, consider spending more if you want to grow faster. You might be spending less if you are really trying to stick to a tight budget. Um, but, you know, it really can depend on, on a lot of factors in, in this whole thing. So, um, Definitely, I'll, I'll let you know what that blog post is about um, at, at, after the break. So what I always love to do is talk also about how much of what kinds of ads to run on Facebook and how to allocate your budget there. The other the thing I do believe is that you should be spending 70% of your Facebook advertising budget on list building activity, not growing likes, not trying to sell directly, but really focusing it on list building activity, which is great because that's what we're talking about today. Um, the reason is list building activity works really well on Facebook. It's not like Google ads where people are searching for something to buy, perhaps. 
you are advertising to people based on their interests and they're, they may not be in the buying cycle right now, but you might know that they're your kind of ideal customer that is like a college educated person who likes yoga, who is 35 to 45 years old and a female. So you can target your advertising to your perfect customer, but at that moment, they may not be in a buying cycle for your product or service. So you want to just get them on your email list so that you can nurture that lead and connect with them over and over in email. And then when they do get to your buy, buy, uh, the buying cycle that they want to buy your product, your name is the first name that pops into their head and they know that they want to work with you because you've given them valuable content throughout the, you know, last few months or whatever, however that long they've been on your list. So, Definitely, um, list building is the best act type of activity on Facebook, and you should be allocating at least 70% of your, your total Facebook ads budget to that particular activity. So now we are, uh, we have kind of our budget set. I know it, that was kind of not a roundabout way to answer that question. I didn't really answer that question. It really depends on you, and it, it depends on, on, you, how you want to grow too. And it also can depend a little bit on how effective ads are for you. So you want to do all this kind of testing to make sure that the ads are effective and that your dollar is well spent. I definitely believe that you can be effective with $5 a day, $10 a day, um, throughout your, throughout your promotional cycle. Um, but you, you know, if you have something, a big launch coming up or something big that you're building up to, you may want to be spending more like 25 or $50 a day to build up your list during that time and even possibly more. I know I had a client that was spending $1,000 a day on Facebook ads and they were getting great return on it. So it, it really can depend on your budget and your, your needs. So, once we kind of have our general daily budget in mind, now it's time to think about how to set up our campaigns, how to set up our ads, what, what we want to, how we want to approach that. And split testing is always going to be the, the, what you want to start out with because you don't know exactly what's going to be most effective on Facebook until you do some testing. You have to figure out what's working. Um, so there's lots of different things you can test. And um, so let me, let me back up just a second and talk about what split testing is. Because I throw these terms out and I always hate when some people throw terms out and they assume everyone knows and, and we don't all know. So split testing basically is taking one thing out of your ad and changing it and seeing which ad then performs better. So then you know, okay, this image perform, performed better. So you might, you know, you might have, um, you might have a couple of images you think you want to use, or you might even not realize that you have, it's a good idea to use different images. So that's something you have to kind of keep in mind that, hey, I've got to create multiple images for this campaign so I can see which works best. Um, it's not always good to just always have the same image and assume that that one is grabbing people's attention. So you want to have a a few different images and you're going to keep everything the same in the, in those ads, like the demographics and the targeting and, uh, the type of ad you run. Everything's, everything like that is going to stay the same. You're just going to swap out the image and then compare which ad got more clicks, got cheaper clicks, got more opt-ins. So that is uh, essentially split testing in a nutshell. And you're going to you're you're going to start out with split testing your demographics because you you know until you know what demographic responds well um 
you know, the, the images might not, the images might change and then the demographics are really the most important piece of this because you want to advertise to the right people first and then switch out the things like the, like the headline or the copy of the ad or the image. So you start out with split testing your demographics. And I know we're coming up to a commercial break, so I want to take time to thank our sponsors of this and also thank Mile High uh, Radio for for hosting this. And we're going to cut to a little commercial break, and we're going to talk more about split testing when we get back from the break. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. More stimulating talk radio. MileHighRadio.com. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is a Colorado nonprofit corporation formed by Julie and Doug Hutchison to help individuals, particularly children and young adults who have epilepsy. The main focus is to raise funds to provide grants for trained seizure response dogs that may be able to detect an oncoming seizure and provide warnings and or respond after the onset. The foundation also provides MFIT monitors for those in need. MFIT movement monitors are the latest technology for monitoring and individual who, during sleep, may experience seizures, which a caregiver or family member should be alerted to. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is named for Julie and Doug's beloved daughter, Chelsea, who died in her sleep during a seizure in April of 2009. The cause of her death is called SUDEP, or Sudden Unexplained Death in Epilepsy. During the six years that Chelsea had seizures, no one had ever told the Hutchisons that a seizure could take her life. As a result of that omission, the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation raises SUDEP awareness so other families are not blindsided in the same way that they were. For more information on the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation, please click on the banner ad right here on milehighradio.com. Are you disabled? Has your disability insurance company wrongfully denied paying your claim for benefits? Or maybe you didn't even know you had a long-term disability insurance policy through your employer. The smartest thing you can do right now is call the Disability Group for help. Don't try to take on the insurance companies alone. Listen to how one phone call to the Disability Group has helped people just like you. They were on my team. They were on my side. If anybody in my family needed, you know, help, I would refer them to the Disability Group. And you pay nothing unless you win your case and receive your benefits. The Disability Group will put you in touch with a nationally recognized and experienced team who will fight for your rights. Call the Disability Group right now for a free, no-obligation consultation. Remember, the call is free and could help you secure thousands of dollars a month in benefits. Dial 800-518-8753. That's 800-518-8753. Call 800-518-8753. Call now. More stimulating talk radio. MileHighRadio.com. And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. Hello again, and I am not Deb Creer. I am Andrea Vall, and I am guest hosting today. Super excited. And you know what I realized is I really forgot to talk about a uh, little bit about where I uh, how I got started, and I forgot to mention a very important person who is uh, on my blog, who who does a lot of my blogging for me, and that is Grandma Mary, social media edutainer. Hi everyone, that's right, I get forgotten all the time. You know what, I just, I'm, I'm working here, I'm slaving away behind the scenes sometimes, and you know, uh, Andrea just doesn't even mention me, I can't even believe it, I'm out there 
working my tush off, and and uh, I don't even get a passing mention along here. Uh, I just I can't understand it. I'm the one who started the whole blog, and I have to say I started blogging because I wanted to let people have a a fun, entertaining uh, set of tutorials out there. There was a lot of boring tutorials. And I said, you know what? Let's spice it up a little bit. Let's. Let, I'm gonna. I have a few things to say about Facebook and a few things to say about social media. I make learning social media more fun. And and I started the whole thing. Andrea came in, started taking over the place, and and she's blogging out there now. And I hardly get a spot, and I don't even get a mention. I can't believe it. Hi, everyone. Grandma, I am so sorry. I can't even, I, I apologize that, um, I didn't even mention you. I am extremely sorry. Well, that's all right. I just, um, I just wanted to say hi. Uh, you're doing great. Facebook ads is one of my favorite things to talk about too. So I think let's just keep talking about all the split testing and, and get into, into the list building. So, all right, everyone. Thanks. And don't forget to come visit me over at Facebook dot com forward slash grandma mary show we have way more fun over there than anyone else i'm telling you all right grandma thank you so much i'm so glad you were able to pop in because that would have been really bad if i didn't even uh say hello the whole show so we didn't even have you say hello so all right so let's get back into it um so i wanted to uh give you that um that site where I was talking about how to set your Facebook ads budget, and it is on my blog at andreaval.com forward slash, uh, or uh, actually you can just search on how to set your Facebook ads budget is the title of that post. I have a lot of great posts over there, andreaval.com forward slash Facebook dash advertising are all of my blog posts on Facebook ads, and uh, lots of great stuff, including how to set up reports, how to set up a conversion pixel, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. So I know that sometimes talking about Facebook over a radio program is a little challenging because you're not seeing exactly what I'm talking about. We're not going through this visually. So definitely get over and, and check out um, check out my blog posts on it, and you can, you can definitely see all the screenshots and uh, some video tutorials as well. So let's get back into split testing and setting up your campaign the right way and how we do our how we do our targeting. So we're going to kind of jump around a little bit because there's a lot of uh parallel processes that occur throughout this because there's a lot of things you need to set up to set your ads up right so that you're really tracking your opt-ins and your leads. So we're going to talk about split testing first and then we're going to kind of jump back to conversion pixels and, and what those are and how to get those set up uh, along the way. So let's talk about the split testing because this is really kind of in the planning phase of things. Now, when you are, um, when you're looking at setting up uh, a whole campaign, you're going to set up like at least a, a couple different ads during the testing phase. At least I would suggest at least three or four different ads if you can during the testing phase. And maybe two of the ads are going to be testing some different demographics or different targeting. And then the other two ads might be testing different images or different copy. Um, you know, again, if you look at that, how to set up your Facebook ads budget, it does talk a little bit about, you know, setting up the, the uh, costs for the testing phase of your campaign. And you're going to allocate about, um, you know, maybe a, a small percentage of your overall campaign to the split testing part. So if your, if your traditional campaign might be $50 a day, maybe you're going to just spend $10 testing the different ads or $15 testing ads um, for each ad. So you're going to see which one works better. So you're going to take a look first at the demographics. And if you notice in the ads area, facebook.com forward slash ads uh, forward slash manage will get you actually to the, the kind of ads manager section of it. And then you can go into set up an ad and just start playing around. You don't have to kick anything off, but just start playing around with the demographics and see kind of what, 
what kinds of sizes of audiences that you get. And you're going to start out with, you can just kind of set up like a little fake ad and then start um, taking the demographics, maybe 25 to 55, but or 35 to 55 women or, or things like that. Start playing around with the audience sizes. Put in some interests and see what kind of size audience you get. If you're a local business, of course you have to target your local area. If you're, you know, would be best if you're going to only be appealing to those people. So your audience size might narrow quite a bit. And so you want to keep that overall audience size I, I usually suggest two million, you know, one to two million is, is sometimes a, uh, a pretty good target. You might want to bring it down a little bit more. And especially if you're a local audience, you're going to bring it down farther. It could be even like a couple hundred thousand that you're targeting and you don't want to target too narrow or people aren't going to see your ad and click on it and things like that. So, you know, playing around with that audience size can be a good, good, way to get started. I usually like to, you know, keep that at a million if I can, especially if I'm running a, a, the website conversion ad because um, it's going to possibly show that ad to people who are more likely to convert depending on how you bid. So let, so start looking at those interests, maybe um, do a little research on what other pages are competitors to yours, and you can put page names specifically in that interest section. So you can actually target the fans of your competitors' pages. Now, the caveat is that not all pages are able to be targeted. It depends. They usually have to be a larger page, something over 30,000, 40,000 fans are the ones that are able to be targeted. Now, that being said, I've seen some really lo- small tar- pages that are able to be targeted. Sometimes I've seen pages with only like, you know, a 1,000 or 1,500 fans that are in there, in that list. It just is kind of hit and miss on what pages are in that list and what pages aren't. So you have to start just typing, seeing if you get a match on a certain page that might be your competitor's page, and then you can target the fans of that page. And it doesn't even have to be a competitor. It could be... Um, some research you've done maybe with uh, Facebook graph search and you've figured out pages that your fans like uh, that that are also very similar to what you do or complementary to what you do. And you could target the fans of those pages too. So, you know, obviously you don't want to target like pages like Home Depot unless you are, uh, you know, are in that kind of market. So um, you want to have very relevant terms in that in that interest section. Uh, there's lots of other things you can target, and we can't get into all of the targeting on this show. I mean, I could talk about Facebook ads for like days, I think. <laughs> um, but we, you, you do want to, you know, you do want to uh, keep that audience size fairly large so you don't narrow it down too 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 far but you can target things like if they're college educated if they traditionally are known for buying online and it is kind of creepy how much how much they're tracking about us on Facebook and of course on Google so there's third party services out there that are tracking whether or not we typically buy products online. You can even target things like if someone bought an Audi or if they bought a certain type of car. So it's, again, these third parties are tracking these kinds of things. So if you know your ideal audience is uh, an Audi Audi driver who is college educated and likes to listen to pink, then, you know, (laughs) you can target that. It's amazing. That's why I believe that Facebook ads are just so, so powerful is that you can really target your perfect audience. So once you have a couple of different targets in there, you might have like one that is maybe you see that your audience demographic is typically 35 to 55 women, more often women, and um, you might target certain types of pages, and then you might have a more general interest list. Like maybe they are, you know that they're entrepreneurs or that they are small business owners or something like that. Maybe you target that that side of it too. And then you split test against those two demographics. You keep everything the same, keep the images the same, keep the, the, um, keep the 
text the same and, and run those ads for, say, if you're Budget to test is $20 for each ad. You'll run one ad one day and one ad the next day. And um, unless the t- interests are not overlapping at all, you don't want to compete against yourself. But, you know, usually I suggest running them one day at a time. And and then you compare. You run a Facebook report that then shows you which ad actually performed better. And... It's not only about uh, testing what the clicks were and how many clicks you got and the click price, but if you are running an ad to opt in to your service or your, I mean, to your uh, freebie with your squeeze page, then you can also even test how many people can actually converted and signed up because you might, your ad, one ad might get a lot of clicks, but um, actually doesn't even, you know, people go there, but then they don't maybe sign up. And the other ad, they actually sign up and, and be, get onto your list. So you want to make sure you're watching the right metrics to see which one actually performed better. So that is set up with a conversion pixel. At this point, we'll step back and talk about conversion pixels and how those work um, for your email opt-ins. So a conversion pixel is something on Facebook, and basically it's a little piece of code that you put onto your thank you page of your website, um, and I'll explain that in just a second. And what happens is the ad then tracks that, hey, this this person came from an ad, they went to your website, and they signed up for your freebie and they actually got to your thank you page, which is the only way they're going to get there is if they give you their email address. So it tracks them through the whole process, and you can then see, hey, this ad led to someone signing up for my email list, and I can see exactly how much it costs. So I know that it cost me a dollar twenty-five or whatever it shows um, to get that person onto my email list, and from there, then you have to kind of weigh: okay, is that uh, is that good enough for me? Does that work? Does that fit in with my long-term goals for then moving them into an actual sale? I know maybe you know like how well your list then buys from you. Like when you have an offer, you know that maybe one percent of them buy something, so you can really track what a uh an email subscriber is worth to you. So let's um let's talk let's back up a little bit and talk about kind of the process. So you've got the you got the sales page that has the little email opt-in on it and then after they put their name and email in there you should also have what's called a thank you page. And that's just a general term. That's just a term that um, is kind of, uh, uh, you know, it's not like an official page on your website. It's just kind of a made-up term. It's like sales page or squeeze page. But it, the thank you page is a unique page on your website where then you say something like, thanks for signing up, here's your free report, and you have the free report right on that page. And the only way they know how to get to that page is through coming through your email list. So, you know, you know that they've already given you your, their, your email, their email address when they get to that page. And the nice thing about a thank you page is that it's a real confirmation for them, uh, that, that they have actually then gotten the stuff. They get instant gratification when they get to that thank you page. They say, ah, here's my goodies. Great. And they, you know, uh, take the free report or get the coupon or listen to the webinar recording, whatever it is that you're offering for free. So it's just a page that you set up, uh, you create, and it might be called thank you. It might be called thanks for signing up. You can call it whatever you want. Um, but it's, it's a page that you put into your process. And you're going to put the conversion pixel on that page in either like the header or the footer or maybe even in just in the text section of, of your WordPress site 
when you create a conversion pixel on Facebook, you just get this little piece of code that you cut and paste and you put it on your thank you page only. Don't put it on the opt-in page because that that's going to track false positives on your conversions because that means they're just getting to the page itself, which is already tracked in Facebook ads because they're tracking how many link clicks you get. So the link click just gets them to the opt-in page, but then the actual conversion happens when they go all the way through the process and get to that thank you page. So uh, you're going to have that conversion pixel there, and then you're going to set up what's known as a website conversion ad in Facebook. And you notice when you go to set up an ad, you have lots of different choices. You could have website clicks as the goal, website conversions as the goal, post engagement as the goal, maybe event uh, ev- event responses as the goal. So there's lots of different choices you can have when you first go to set up an ad. And if you're able to put that conversion pixel on your thank you page, then you can set up, you can uh, put the goal as website conversions for your ad. So that will help you really track exactly how much it costs to get that conversion to your email list. So it's a really great way to really understand how much it costs to get people onto your email um, site. And so with that, we're going to launch then into the final section of all of this and wrap it all up in a bow and talk about how you track that and how you uh, run those reports to make sure you're getting those good conversions and understanding which ad is, is doing the best for you. So we're going to go to another commercial break. And thanks to Mile High Radio and our sponsors for hosting this. And we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Nothing says, I love you, more than milehighradio.com. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-620-2090. That's 1-800-620-2090. Again, 1-800-620-2090. Call now. Founded in 1987 in Fort Collins, Colorado, the Egg and I restaurants are locally owned and operated. They are committed to providing a breakfast and lunch experience that exceeds their guest expectations. This is done by delivering exceptional food in a warm and comfortable environment, served fresh by their caring associates who are dedicated to making friends with everyone, every meal, every day. I invite you to come and see Mr. Barrett Jackson and his warm and friendly staff at 2630 West Bellevue Avenue in Littleton, Colorado. The next time you need a table for one or a large party, take advantage of their phone-ahead seating by calling 303-794-0100. The next time you are there, make sure you ask to meet the manager so you can find out what the Mile High Radio Special of the Day is. The Egg and I, it's the place to be in Littleton, Colorado. Yep. Here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. 
All right, and we're back. We're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, we're talking about Facebook ads and using them to grow your list. So we're kind of going through the whole process here pretty quickly. <laughs> I know that it might be a lot of information to take in, but um, luckily this is recorded, so that's a nice thing. And I also have some resources for you at the end. So um, so now you have your ads, you have your conversion pixel in place, you are setting up a website conversion ad, so you've got you've got that, you know that you're going to be tracking the actual opt-ins to your ad, and you're split testing, you've got your split testing plan set in place, and you're going to start running them. And Basically, if you're doing like, say you're doing five ads that you're split testing, you might test them Monday through Friday, one a day for a, a small part of your budget, and you then are going to run a report at the end. And you're probably going to, if you're going to test the demographics per, first, you probably want to run uh, the, the report against the, the ads that were testing the different demographics before you run the other ones because you want to know which demographic performed the best so that you can then use that demographic to then switch out things like the images or the or the copy or things like that so uh you're going to you're going to uh run the run the ads and then you're going to uh, set up the reports now you, when you go into the ads manager and you look at the campaigns you're going to um, you're going to notice that there's some graphs and there's some basic data there, but really that data is typically not enough to to give you the whole picture of what happened with that ad. It, if you've set it up as website conversions, it will tell you the cost per conversion, which is nice. So you at least see that picture. But you might want to see things like, well, how much did it cost me to actually get the website click and and other things like that because you might want to really see all the information there. So for that, you need to go to the left-hand sidebar and click on reports. Um, and then you're going to... It'll kind of default to the last seven days. And if you were running other reports or running other ads, you might, you might want to change that time frame a little bit. Or maybe you're running your ads over a longer period of time. You might want to change that time frame to see, uh, whatever spectrum you want to see. And, but it's also not going to give you the, co- the columns that you want to see. So you're going to have to go in and click edit columns and the your it's going to pop up with this uh with these choices that you have to then get uh more columns into that report so you're going to want to click on especially if you're doing these facebook conversions you're going to want to click on a few things like website clicks cost per website click Website conversions, cost per website conversion. And I actually have a great blog post on my site called How to Set Up Meaningful Ad Reports. So definitely make sure you check that out because it really goes through the step by step and it shows you the screenshots so you can understand exactly how to set these reports up so you can see the data you need to see. So go and check that out on my site at andreaval.com and then you can just search on how to set up meaningful ad reports. Or again, like I said, you, there's lots of other uh, details there if you just, or lots of other posts there about Facebook advertising if you just go into andreaval.com forward slash Facebook dash advertising. There's all my, all my blog posts on Facebook advertising. So go into those reports, make sure you're checking off things like website clicks, cost per website conversion, all that kind of stuff so that you can really compare those two ads and understand how they are set up. Now, you also have to make sure that you're seeing the ads too because if you've set up them set them up under one campaign, you have to go in and select that you want to see the different ad sets of that campaign so that you can break those out and and get the details on each ad. So make sure you're you're uh, getting all the information with that as well. 
Uh, and then you're going to really compare and s- watch your numbers and see which, which ads, um, did the, which ad did the best from your split test. And then you're going to run that, those ad or two. Maybe you'll have two ads that performed, outperformed the others. And you're going to run that ad at a higher budget from, from now on for your, for your launch or if you're, if you're just running kind of more of a continual list building activity, you're going to run that ad for a longer time. Uh, so the other thing I was going to talk about with the ads, what was the, I just had something on the tip of my tongue and now I forgot it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so that's the, the Facebook ad reporting. And now you can just really run your ad at that higher budget and keep, keep playing with it. It might be that you are, um, it might be that you run your ad for a week or two weeks and the performance stop starts to dip a little bit. And so then you've got to make sure that you're changing that out and freshening up your ads a little bit. And it might be about pulling out one of those other images and seeing seeing how that goes. Um, so there is kind of a continual testing if you are running your ads fairly long term. You might want to, you know, change those up every week or so. Now, they may not they may not dip. I've seen ads that perform really well for a month at a time. They're still getting high click-through rates. They're still getting decent click-through click prices. They're still getting good conversion rates. So you want to watch those stats in particular. So um, the the stats you really want to pay attention to are things like the click-through rate. You want to make sure that people are, are clicking still interested in your ad. You want to watch things like your cost per click and your cost per conversion. So a lot of times people ask me, well, what's a good click-through rate? What What is good? And it can really depend on your niche. So you kind of have to benchmark these for yourself. But I do have, I've tested a lot of different, I've had clients over all different kinds of, of niches. And so I kind of have some typical results for those. So what I... A typical result for your newsfeed ad is 1% click-through rate is pretty good. 2% is definitely better, and above that is actually really, really good. So if you're getting a click-through rate on your newsfeed ad of higher than 2%, you know that people are really, really interested in your ad, and and it's really engaging, and people are, are clicking through. Now, if you're running it on the sidebar, those click-through rates are lower. And I've done a lot of testing, and sometimes the sidebar ads do okay. Sometimes they're just, they're just, they cost more. So sometimes I, again, I'm watching that, I'm testing that. Recent tests that I've done, the sidebar ads are still costing more than the newsfeed ads. And I know that people don't like newsfeed ads, but the fact is that they work. So, you know, there's a lot of people say, oh, I wish Facebook would stop showing me so many ads in, in the newsfeed. But the reason they're there is because they work and they get higher click-through rate. And also, on mobile, the sidebar ads don't show up at all. So you want to make sure that you're running the newsfeed ads to get into the mobile newsfeed because more people are using Facebook through their mobile devices. Um Typical results, some more, more typical results for click prices. Um, the cost per click and cost per, cost per opt-in can vary pretty widely, I've seen. Um, but usually I'm, I'm seeing that cost per web cl- site clicks are somewhere between 50 cents per click and $2 per click. You know, if it's high, it can be higher than that depending on your industry. And again, you have to kind of weigh like, well, is it is it still worth it? Or, you know, it might be higher to get that web, web click, but maybe I'm still getting a lot of opt-ins, so I'm directing some highly targeted traffic to my site who are actually interested in what I'm offering, and then they're opting in. So, again, it, it's just up to you. And cost per opt-ins, cost per conversions, can also vary pretty widely. I've seen... Um, it, depending on what people are offering, you know, it really depends. Um, sometimes people ask for a lot of information in their opt- opt-in. They they need uh, address and all kinds of other information. So it's uh, you know it it 
the opt-in declines because people aren't aren't don't want to provide their address or all that all that other information. So I've seen cost per opt-ins vary from 50 cents per opt-in all the way up to like $21 and more per opt-in depending on what they're offering. So it can really vary. Um and, you know, obviously if you were doing something like direct selling, that can also vary w- widely as well if you were going to use this process to track your actual sales. And you could. You could use this website conversions ad to actually track sales as well. And you would just, again, put that conversion pixel on that thank you page that they get to after they have gone through the process of purchasing whatever you have for sale. So just a kind of thought to put into the back of your head. If you're also going to do some selling on Facebook, you can test out how much it costs to to actually get a, a sale on there. So those are some of the um some of the some of the thing the typical results. Again, what you want to watch in your reports is the cost per click, uh click through rate. One of the other things you can watch is the frequency. How often are people seeing your ads? Are they seeing it too much? And that that one isn't quite as critical because you are, you know, if you're still getting a high click-through rate and still getting those conversions, the frequency doesn't matter that much. If they're, it doesn't, maybe they're, it takes a few times for them to see the ad before they actually go through and go through the opt-in process. So, you know, you can watch it if it, if it is getting too high. I mean, but I've still seen ads that are, have a fairly narrow demographic. So they're a narrow, um, a narrow, group that they're advertising to so they can they've seen frequencies as high as like 11 they see the ad 11 times but people are still clicking through and opting in so it's it's not you know it's not a bad thing necessarily so that is that is uh definitely some of the good things to watch and you just want to do do your testing that's my big um message here with all of this is test how the ad's working for you, watch your stats and reports, and constantly be thinking of, of new things to try out. Maybe new, maybe it's a new opt-in. Maybe it's a new, you know, a new freebie you're giving away. Maybe you want to split test two different sales pages and see which one converts better. Um, there's lots of lots of things that you can test. So it's, it's really cool and maybe slightly overwhelming, but the nice thing is when you get a handle on the possibilities, then you can really approach this in a scientific manner. So before we go for the top of the hour, I want to give you a few resources that I have. Um, if you're just joining us especially, I want to mention um, definitely go to my website, andreval.com. There's lots of free blog posts there at for andreval.com forward slash Facebook dash advertising. I also have a full one hour webinar you can go watch at um at fbadvertisingsecrets.com. And that's actually uh, one of a product I have that teaches you all about how to use Facebook advertising. And you can go check that out over there. Um, but definitely go and, and uh, get that free webinar for sure and uh, check that out. The other thing I want to mention before we go uh, is that right now, um, for the next couple days, I know if you're listening to the recording, this is uh, not uh, this. This might be might be passed. So sorry about that. But we do. I am also running Social Media Manager School along with my co-founder Phyllis Care, and we have a ton of freebies. If you are uh, want, looking to become a social media manager or consultant, you can go for the next two days, opt into all the freebies, and we have lots of uh, ways that you can. Lots of reports. Lots of good tools over there and you can go get them all for free until Wednesday at midnight, October 8th. And that's at socialmediamanagerschool.com. And we are actually enrolling currently right now for our fall course that begins on October 9th. So if you know that that's something you want to do, you want to get better at, maybe you have a business and you want to boost it, this is a great opportunity because we have a great course and a great school over there. We have 
Facebook group. We have a um, six modules. It's really awesome. But we are also offering a whole bunch of information for free at socialmediamanagerschool.com. And if you click the red banner, you can find out all about the whole school over there, too. So definitely check that out as well. Uh, it's something we do, and it's it's a really, really fantastic course on um, on earning some income as a social media consultant or manager. And before the top of the hour, I just want to, um, you know, give Grandma a chance to say goodbye. All right, everyone. Uh, you know, Andrea did a good job. I, I have to say, she didn't introduce me in the beginning, so I was going to have a little bone to pick with her, but she did okay uh, on this whole thing. And so I just want to say, love you. Come check out the the blog, the site. Get some goodies. Get good information over there. Go check out the uh, the webinar. I, I don't think I even get a word in in the webinar either. I might I might say something, but... Andrea usually hogs the whole conversation, and I'm a little bit uh, irritated about that. But anyway, just wanted to say hi, everyone. Love you. Goodbye. Come over, check us out on Facebook. Talk to you next time. All right, Grandma. Thank you. I, <laughs> you know, I love Grandma. I just, I really do. And that is a that is a fun thing in my business that I get to work with Grandma Mary, and she's she's a hoot. So. <laughs> So thank you so much, everyone. It was a pleasure. I'm really excited that I got to uh, co- or, uh, guest host Deb Creer's program today. Deb is fantastic, and definitely make sure you keep connected with this with this radio program because she has an amazing amount of valuable information here that she shares every week. So thanks, everyone, and talk to you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.